Chapter 2. The Aggressor Sokka comes back to consciousness the way he imagines Thunder comes to life, explosively and without warning. There is no moment of half-wakefulness in between. He goes from unconscious to fully aware in a heartbeat, his body jerking into a sitting position like his muscles have no choice but to obey. Sokka! You're okay! Ocean blue eyes meet his own, the anxiety in them giving way to relief. Even half-covered in dust and strands of hair falling out of its careful, elegant arrangement, Yue manages to look as lovely as a dream. Of course I am! Gotta take more than that to bring me down! Sokka shoots her his most dashing smile, even as he's trying to figure out what in the spirit's name just happened. Aang's prone form tightly bound, eyes and arrows glowing as Xiao stands across him. Zhao reaching across to brush his fingers against Aang's arrow like the world's biggest creep. Sokka racing to drag Aang back from that circle, at the same time as Zuko attempts to grab Zhao. A thunderous crack, blinding light splintering through. Where's... where's Aang? Sokka demands. He attempts to get his knees under him, but they buckle like seaweed, which is frustrating because his entire body is buzzing with a whole lot of energy with nowhere to go, and he feels like he's going to explode from it. Dijiao! Sokka, I'm here! Sokka looks around to see Aang with his normal, non-glowy gray eyes and non-glowy arrow tattoo. Oh, thank the spirits! He feels a moment's relief that Aang's in one piece, and whatever weird shit Jiao was trying to do doesn't seem to have harmed him in any way that is visible. Then he catches sight of who Aang currently has one arm around, which... Aang, what the heck? Sokka demands. Aang's supporting a familiar ponytailed form that hangs limply off him. From the once-over Sokka gives him, Zuko seems to be in one piece too, but he's currently unconscious, and that's about as far as Sokka wants to know. The spirit oasis was falling in, Aang says by way of explanation. You two would have been crushed. We only just got the both of you out. Why are you helping him? He's a bad guy! I couldn't just leave him there, Sokka, Aang defended. I didn't tell you this before, but this isn't the first time Zuko's helped me get away from Zhao. Yeah, for his own reasons, Sokka argues. Clearly there's a story there, but Sokka's not interested. Why is he consistently the only member of the team who can see sense? Because he wants to capture you. You should have just left him there. He would have died, Sokka. Aang's lips thinned. The air nomads taught me that all life is sacred. I'm not about to go against it. I have nothing left but their teachings to carry with me. Sokka snaps his mouth shut at that, even though his body's humming with disapproval. With all his levity and flightiness, it's easy to forget that Aang is carrying a lot of grief and badly dealt with loss. It's easy to dismiss. The subject of their argument chooses that moment to stir. Zuko coughs, his entire frame shaking with the force of it. Despite his defensiveness of the enemy in their midst, Aang tenses as Zuko's unscarred eye opens in a slit. Sokka's not sure why, but whatever tingly, buzzy feeling that's been invading his body seems to lighten a little when Zuko fully opens his eyes. There's a moment when Zuko just stares out in a sort of hazy confusion, like he doesn't quite understand where he is. Uh, how am I still alive? Sokka flinches back, because, whoa, how in spirit's name did Zuko project his voice like that? Sokka didn't even see him move his lips. As if he can hear Sokka's thoughts, Zuko turns his head to look directly at him. And this is where Sokka realizes something is very, very wrong. The moment blue eyes meet wary gold, 
there's a spark. And Sokka does not mean that in a romantic sense. A jolt of power is out from Sokka's chest, arcing from him to Zuko and back again in a bright line, gold laced with blue. Sokka yelps and absolutely does not stumble backwards. Not in front of Yue. Nope. He just inches in that direction a little. Zuko, however, jerks back with a muffled curse. Sokka gets the sense that the firebender would have fallen over if Aang hadn't been there to hold him up. What? What was? They both say at the same time, then stop. Zuko's eyes are wild. Then his head swivels fully towards his left where Aang is holding him upright. When he realizes who it is, the firebender jerks out of the grip so sharply that even Sokka feels the force in this from where he's standing. Wait, Aang's saying. I don't think you can stand on your own yet. But Zuko's already folding to his knees. The Avatar. Aang, Sokka corrects, even as he flinches as well, because Zuko's voice is loud and scratchy and reverberating in a weird way. Did the jerk prince somehow manage to learn voice projection between the days he's been hunting them? Zuko bristles and scowls at him. I didn't. Do you think I had time for that sort of nonsense? Sokka blinks. Uh, did he say that out loud? Zuko's glare gets even fiercer. Stop playing games. I can hear you just fine. What? His features are every bit those of the aggressive and violent firebender Sokka remembers coming upon to terrorize his village. On a normal day, Sokka would charge and not think twice. Yet whatever Sokka's seeing from Zuko's features right now, somehow all he can feel is fear. Fear and anxiety and utter exhaustion thudding through a pattern of heartbeats too fast and playing weird to feel like his own. Zuko doesn't look like it, because nothing shows on his face, save that ever-present rage, but he's... scared. I'm not, Zuko snaps. Sure, Sokka answers, without the slightest inch of belief. Whatever the guy wants to tell himself. Right. Somehow that insight makes Zuko a lot less intimidating a threat, and a lot more... valuable. A human. Sokka wonders how he's never seen it before. But then, that's quite an easy answer, isn't it? Maybe Zuko's severe features are thrown into harsher light by the ugly scar. The moment he finishes that thought, it's like something pangs sharply in his chest. But not really in his chest? Sokka can't be sure, but he doesn't have time to think about it. In front of his eyes, Zuko falters for a second, and then flushes a brilliant red. That's low of you to say, he mutters curtly to Sokka, who blinks back in shock. He's very sure he hadn't said it aloud this time. I didn't think you'd stoop that low, but then I guess I shouldn't expect anything less from a water tribe savage. The last words are a sneer, and whatever half-hearted contrition Sokka's dredged up immediately disappears. Wait, Sokka, Yue says from behind him, but Sokka's already marching forward, right to where the firebender is still on his knees. His head feels light and almost delirious, but his legs no longer feel as weak as they had before, perhaps carried forward by his anger. How dare you call us savages, you entitled violent asshole of a jerkbender! Sokka rants grabbing Zuko by the front of his stupid, bloodied white shirt and dragging him up until their eye level. This close, he can actually see Zuko's fear brighten his golden eyes. The firebender flinches and raises his hands, but no flame comes out, as Sokka had somehow known they wouldn't, and he takes the opportunity to dig his fingers in further. Sokka? Aang tries, but Sokka doesn't stop shaking him. 
you pop out of nowhere and attack our village, then you chase us across the world for bloody months, giving us the worst time of our lives, then you pop out of nowhere in the spirit oasis that's supposed to be neutral ground to get Aang from another pyromaniac for glory or whatever spirit's curse sake, and you call us the savages? Do you realize how hypocritical that is? Sokka! Aang and Yue both shout, and that's when Sokka finally hears them through the roaring in his ears. He blinks at them, suddenly realizing how breathless he feels, how his heart is pounding away merrily in his ribcage. Get your filthy hands off me, Zuko hisses, but... Something's wrong, Aang says. His tone takes on that rare authoritative note that reminds people he's more than just a wide-eyed twelve-year-old. Sokka let go of Zuko. Sokka does just that, blinking at the sudden tightness in his chest. Zuko's knees fold like paper, before he grits his teeth and stubbornly manages to get one leg from underneath him, despite the way they refuse to cooperate. That's probably because of the way Xiao's blade tried to slice through his tendons earlier, Sokka hears, or thinks. He's not really sure how he knows that, and okay, he's really, really starting to get freaked out. Aang reaches out to study Prince Jerkbender, because he's a naive kid with a bleeding heart, who will still help his enemies up if they can't stand. But Zuko jerks away. Let me help you, Aang says, voice dipping in frustration. Zuko's shaking his head, his eyes wild and his hands half raised in an offensive stance, despite clearly not being able to firebend at the moment. He's got to show no weakness because the Avatar wants to take him, hurt him. No, he doesn't, you idiot, Sokka snaps. And for spirit's sake, stop calling him the Avatar like he's just an object. His name is Aang. The clearing falls silence. Every eye in the clearing looks at Sokka, who comes to the abrupt realization that Zuko had not actually spoken aloud that time. Zuko looks bewildered and frightened at once, and Sokka realizes that he's actually feeling the sensations reverberating off the jerkbender prints and waves, rather than reading it in his body language or eyes. I believe we have an issue, Yue says delicately. What? Sokka says eloquently with much less grace than Yue manages in her little finger. The actual fuck.